Welcome to Joiners, the podcast with Tim and Danny, where we walk up to the soda fountain of hospitality and drink every single flavor. Danny, you seem like the type of guy who puts his mouth on a drinking fountain, a public one. <laughs> Thanks, man. <Appreciate laughs> Agree? <that>. Validate? <laughs> totally disagree. No, I'm, you're a I'm very I'm germaphobic. <laughs> I'm joshing. I'm just joshing, yeah. So, Danny, I watched the finale of The Bear last night. What'd you think? You know what? Phenomenal ending to the season. Yeah, it was really neatly. It was tied up. up. Yeah. Opens with a pretty heartbreaking monologue that shows off the acting chops. Yeah, the range. Yeah. Very good. Did you I know you were reluctant to watch it. Did you yeah, watch the I whole thing? Yeah, I eventually watched the whole thing uh probably a few months ago. Ellie and I watched it all. And I, I note the reluctance as a lot of industry folks did have saying that it was maybe hitting a little too close to home. It's like I live this day in day out. I don't need to go home and watch. Yeah, a show it was about like it. it was a little triggering at times, yeah. um, but it it was really well done and it felt, uh, yeah, I guess very authentic. Yeah, I, yeah. As a Chicagoan and someone who works, you know, in and around that industry, it did feel very authentic. Yeah. And so, to peek behind the curtain of that authenticity, today we had a guest, Eric Frankel, who was the set decorator for the show. So he talks about kind of some behind the scenes stuff, um, his strategy for finding props and setting up uh, sets for the show to maintain that level of authenticity and give it the real Chicago kind of gritty hospitality feel. Yeah, it was uh, really cool to hear from him. Yeah. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Eric Frankel. So you live here? Yeah. Oh, I cool. Not far. I live over like around Division Kedzie. Okay. And are you from here? No, I've lived here about eighteen years or two thousand seven. Wow. Here. I came in two thousand nine. And you after two thousand eight. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. My when I moved to the city, I was working at the Board of Trade, so I knew the series story in the show. Oh, well, I can talk. The owner reached out to me. Oh, really? Like, about uh, two months ago. He got my number through a buddy that's in a band. They went on, like, they went on some bike trip together. And he invited us all to dinner because he saw the show and he said, we've been a family restaurant for 40 years. I'd love to have you guys and the producers in. Uh, just, it was great to hear the restaurant on the show. That's cool. So, were they are a place like that? Are they surprised when they show up on the show, or or is there? Because you guys didn't shoot there, right? We didn't shoot there. They're they like just the statues in the show. Yeah, they just talk about it. That whole Bill Murray sketch, and he saw it and loved it. Even the the owner of Alinea, re, we had reached out to the owner of Alinea to Kakonas. Yeah, because my buyer knows him from. She's Greek. Yeah. And for some reason, the Greek community in Chicago is super tight. Super tight. So she knows everyone. Hmm. And she reached out to him when we were doing research in the beginning, uh, just ask him some questions about uh, like plateware and stuff, because we were doing that whole scene at Grace. Yeah. That's now that other restaurant. I don't know what yeah, it's ever. called. Yeah, Ever. Or so not, oh, sorry. It's, Grace. Well, it's like, Curtis Duffy went to do Ever, mm -hmm. but I don't know what. Yeah, what's in that space? Yeah, there's a question. newer restaurant we filmed there. That's the scene where Richie's out on his date. I don't know what it is now. 
but they were oh yeah 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 they were still opening when we were scouting okay uh when did you sign on to be involved in the show well i signed on a couple months before time before we started because i was working on a independent movie or it it's it's called like a tier one it's a lower budget feature yeah and the designer marie vesky was doing that and she came up to me one day and she goes i just got offered this show the bear do you want to do it and i was like yeah, sure. I don't, know. I, I don't know. I don't have anything after this. So, yeah, of course. I'm like, what's it about? She's like, it's a cooking show. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the worst description of that show. Yeah, it's yeah. a cooking show. Yeah, we had no idea what it was. Yeah. And then we read the scripts and watched the pilot because they had come here and filmed the pilot before. Okay, so you were brought on after it was greenlit. Right. Got so it. So they came here, they did the pilot. So I had nothing to do with the pilot it was this uh woman named emily she decorated the first one they shot on location for all of it yeah so the whole restaurant was two separate locations hmm. oh wow so if you look carefully at like episode two yeah. you can see some of the architectural changes we made mm. to make it more of a flowing restaurant yeah uh, so we filmed at the spot that on the pilot they filmed. Do you, do you remember that place, Arbor? Yeah, on yeah. like diversity and yeah, yeah. It was in that weird building. Yeah, the green. You what is it called? Like a, yeah, the green space. Lots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like commercial in there, but you have to take an escalator. That's up where to like the Coyote Logistics is and stuff. Yeah, but that's where they filmed the interior of the kitchen. And hmm. so that's just for the pilot. And then that was just guys, for the you pilot. Guys built the set, I assume. Yeah, we built it. Series, yeah, yeah. So we had to source everything that to make a match almost yeah not exactly mm. you know we changed it a little but they already established all this equipment where everyone's station was so we had to go out and find similar looking things hmm. recreate it have something specialty made welded uh was the initially did they think that they would just continue to work at arbor and wherever mm, no no, I think... Uh, like, What was the logic of choosing a place that wasn't going to be the home for the show long term? Well, I think the cost of building a set yeah, it was is so much pilot, more if you yeah. don't know if it's going to be greenlit. Yeah. So uh, so when you pick a project... So my wife, Shannon, she's in the film industry. Yeah, too, we've worked together. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, I was trying to ask her what she... Has well, worked, actually, I've been in your around. house... <laughs> yeah when oh, tim but when right? the shy i was yeah. on season four for half of it yeah our so yeah our, our house it was uh was it dante's name i think it was dante's apartment. yeah it was like a musician we watched the episode i was i'm gonna take the shirt funny. off I'm yeah yeah annoying. i know it's yeah sorry we can no, uh, i like walked here like, <laughs> walking here and like it's already hot too yeah, tim and i constantly hot. that's why tim had the window open well, but then we, we got that honking woke up like i woke up you know, mm -hmm. check the weather. It says twelve out, and I go, "Oh, it's gonna be garbage out." And I put on like twenty layers. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, twenty-two. It was yeah. When I took the dogs out. Yeah. yeah. So. Classic. We'll edit this out if. Uh... No, we're gonna keep all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sweat like a pig. I'm it's beautiful. all right. I'm we're Jewish. pretty sweaty too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Tim's honorary Jew. I am, yeah. I am an honorary Jew. He sacrifices Kanye Jew tapes. <laughs> I work with a guy who uh, works on. Uh, Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. And they 
told him he's an honorary Jew. So <laughs> from the project, I had a little placard made for him <laughs> on his desk. Obviously, it's his private desk that not a lot of people can see. So, <laughs> yeah. My friend, uh, growing one of my best friends, uh, he wanted to come on the birthright trip with uh, a, a handful of us, yeah. and he was not Jewish, and he almost made it. Yeah, it's so easy. Yeah. I, I've done it. My trip was awful. <laughs> I went solo, actually. I didn't end up going with my friends. I went, like, in my late 20s or mid-20s. I went with an ex two weeks after we broke up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what, was, what, he was planned before you broke up? It was up. planned, and I was just like, all right, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just miserable uh, the whole time. Did you fight with them? No, like, did you hang with their them? Relationship <laughs> yeah. and now I mean, we had to. We were in, like, the same group, so it was just very quiet and awkward the whole time. Yeah. What's uh, uh I got a stomach bug there. That was fun. So oh, did God. she. Oh yeah, I had and, to go to the hospital at the end of it. Oh, she didn't, but she doesn't really like Middle Eastern food. Mm. And you're in Israel. So. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you, you I guess you go to the McDonald's every day if you want. No, I loved the food. Yeah, yeah it was just a fluke How thing. long is the trip? It's like 10 seven, days. Was it 7 or 7 or 10. 10. I think you can do different ones. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, it's all expenses paid, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty sweet gig. It is pretty. But sweet. are there obligations once you're there? It's like you can't wander yeah, you off make your babies. Yeah, they would definitely <laughs> encourage. Is that you what it's to, for? It's kind like of. They want thing? you to perpetuate the Jewish faith uh, and procreate with other Jews. Yeah. Um, so there's like <laughs> a like little a bit of cruise? there's a little bit of like brainwashing or indoctrination in the very beginning, but then they really don't mention it at all. No. And then you do just like meet other people, kind of see what the country's about. You go to historical sites. Mm -hmm. Each trip has like a little bit different of an itinerary depending on what you want to do. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, obviously, it would probably be more fun if you just like went to Tel Aviv with no itinerary. Yeah. Um, but you're kind of like on a tour of the country. And the place, what I noticed was they take you to places where they know your a trip is coming. So there's a lot of vendors set up with a little gift. Uh, yeah, that's and... very true. I guess I didn't <laughs> even put touristy. that together. But yeah, I can get, yeah, like an artisan yeah. bowl makers stationed right there. And you're like, well, I guess I should support this person. Yeah, someone just selling yarmulkes. <laughs> like, hey, this <laughs> is made in on. China. Yeah. <laughs> They take oh, they took man. us to that place where you get the Dead Sea scrubs. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Gift shop for Dead Sea merch. Yeah. So it's just like different <laughs> scrubs and soaps. Yeah, that like, is true. I don't really want anything. We went there, stuff. too. The Dead Sea was very cool, though. It's very cool. Yeah. I think I went in around this time. Yeah. So it was pretty cold. Oh, okay. So, uh, we went in the summer. Yeah. But... So it felt like... You're like, I guess I'll get in if you're freezing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it. I just remember them being like... Just be careful with the salt, because if you stay in there long enough, some things will start to burn. And I didn't really, I mean, oh, I what understood. Is that? Ah! <laughs> yeah, and then it was like, you do, like, there's a point at which you stay in long enough and it becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. But at first, it is very cool. I think I just dip my toes and I'm like, it's cold. I'm out here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like Michigan. Not that cold. Uh, so wait, where are you from initially? You said you came here in 2007. So I grew up in Florida. I lived there for eight years, New York, New Jersey also. Okay. So I moved around a lot. Nice. So I came here for college and then just stayed. What college? Columbia. Columbia. Oh, nice. Everybody Columbia. in film Columbia. Works, yeah. Columbia. It, now DePaul. Oh, really? Yeah, DePaul's got a big hmm. program now. To compete? I, I don't know if it's a competition, but they yeah. do have a school... I'm not a poster boy for DePaul. I'm sorry. They <laughs> Not yet. They have a, 
they have studio space down in Cinespace. Okay. Where they do film classes. That's cool. So they have their own stages and stuff. Cinespace is pretty far south of DePaul, right? Uh, yeah, 16th and Western. So they have a bus yeah. that goes down there. Okay, cool. So, you take a lime scooter all the way. Yeah, <laughs> divvies. Yeah. Just like 12 divvies. Yeah, I need to note that Eric's wearing a very appropriate uh, film theme shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what the... Got it from the caterer. Yeah. The caterer made it. Love that. And what's that called? A, a clapper? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a camera guy. <laughs> <laughs> it just has not my name on it, and they yeah. slap it. Boom. And he had a bear jacket. Oh, I did. That, that was actually the rap gift that all the producers got the whole crew. Oh, that's they cool. They got us all Carhartt jackets yeah, embroidered with That's nice. Shannon brings home, like, garbage Oh, I've gotten garbage. I was like, whoa, this is the coolest thing I've ever got. (laughs) Shannon brought home some Candyland candy. Or Candyman candy candy bars. Oh, didn't she work on Candyman? Don't worry, Danny. We'll we'll edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Is that because she worked on Candyman? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't she? she? Yeah, she came home with some words. I think Tim didn't remember where Shannon worked, but (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Um, But anyway, what did you guys work on together? I think she... Because the feature she's done, she did like a Trial of Chicago 7, mm -hmm. um, Candyman, and then the show, she did 61st Street, was like a a long-running show. We might not work together, maybe we've just worked around each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you know like a lot of the same people, like Chez and uh, Zach and those guys. Yeah, Zach. Grace Junk, the junk. Yeah. (laughs) Zach and I did our, I did my first show in Chicago with Zach. Oh, cool. But he had been doing it for a couple years. Who's Zach, just so... For the listeners. He, he was the lead man on uh, Candyman. Okay. But him and I started as set dressers together. Okay. Just moving furniture, stuff like that. Yeah. Hanging art. So. It is a very close-knit group. Because, oh. like, when, once you're in the union, you're just, like, you're just kind of homies, and you just kind of talk, and it's like, you know, do you have anything coming up? Everyone's kind of looking for work. Oh, yeah. Is it, How has long? it been slow in Chicago? Right now it is, but this is kind of that slow season. Right, yeah. December, January. It's the same with Hollywood. It all shuts down. But also, a lot of shows got canceled. Uh, two Amazon shows that were filming here got shut down. They just, Paper Girls did one season. I didn't work on that, but I worked on Night Sky. Yeah which was that Sissy Spacek, J.K. Simmons show. Hmm. It only did one season. It was really slow. It was a cool show, but it seems that a lot of studios are just cutting what they're making. Yeah, They're slowing down a little because after COVID, like I start, I've been working straight since October 2020, and that was right after the shutdown. I was on that show Fargo. Yeah. And oh, yeah. we stopped before the shutdown and came back and did one last episode Hmm. and then the studios were scrambling because for for that amount of time they didn't make any new content yeah (laughs) so right after the shutdown they came in and they just started making so much new content yeah and i think there was a lack of quality control oh yeah yeah it makes sense so a lot of stuff that came out just got canned and now they're trying to recover because now they have too much content mm. and not all of it's good yeah did you sign on already for the next season of the bear i filled out my star paperwork this morning oh nice congrats oh, yeah. thanks so it got renewed like like right away right well, i think it came out in june well it was crazy because it's the the show came out two months after we finished filming which usually is 
doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Like usually it's eight months later, but or a year later. But this came out almost immediately. We were all so excited to see it. And uh but yeah, it we were all really surprised. I think while making it, we all knew it was something special mm-hmm. and really fun. Because it was the first project I've it was the most fun project I've ever worked on. Yeah. And what I, made it fun? I, I tell people this all the time. It was the closest thing to an actual collaboration. Yeah. It was And is that coming from Christopher Storer or Chris uh Chris just knows what he's doing yeah you know he would show up every day before everyone and he would go over the scripts he would he would just sit on the set and joanna too they would just they knew what they were doing and they would plan out everything and it made for a really fun environment and the whole crew was happy it was the first time you didn't really hear people complaining (laughs) They were doing short days. People were actually having that balance of work life and... Something and just, unheard of in that industry. Yeah, because usually they're doing like 14-hour days every day. Yeah. Everyone's coming home tired. They don't want to do anything. Uh, but this... It was just fun. Hmm. People were having a good time, laughing on set. That's cool. Uh, the cast. Everyone was really happy to be there. Yeah. That's awesome. So when you get get brought on what kind of how are you briefed on the project and and, and what sort of continuity are they looking for from you because your, your official title is set director or set decorator right right so first thing i did was i watched the pilot uh i read the they had most of the scripts already chris had made eight scripts okay or seven because we did we shot seven because they already did the pilot mm-hmm. uh and yeah we just we get shown this restaurant so we tried to go on location scout there see all the equipment measurements there's the set designers the production designer they create the footprint they start building it and then we have to get equipment that fits and kind of matches Mm -hmm. so it was it was a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of fun to have this, these images that we had to match. Yeah. And then we were able to throw our own personal little Easter eggs or touches, depending on the scripts in there. Yeah. When you're, like, looking for flat tops, coolers, oh. whatever, are you, you know, calling March equipment? How do you... I we, mean, that's obviously something you probably don't have much experience with. Well, yeah. So we, we went to March for a few things. We... We called... I mean, we went on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, yeah. and we found these guys just like scrap yards or used restaurant equipment. And there's they're all over the city and the suburbs, and they all know each other. Mm-hmm. So if we went to them and called, and we were like, oh, we need this thing, show them a picture, they call around the city to all these guys. So we probably have it's like a network, yeah. 10 mm-hmm. to 12 guys use restaurant equipment. I also got some stuff from an auction house that hmm. only use does restaurant equipment yeah they have a location in texas and in milwaukee how but the shipping might be cost prohibitive now or they were like yeah we'll drive it up you just pick it up from our, our milwaukee place it's probably the best time in history to buy <laughs> yeah. used restaurant stuff that uh blodgett uh yeah oven in marcus's station i drove to detroit one day to pick that up. Wow. Because it's such a specific looking piece of How many of people did you need with you? It was just me. Wow. I took a minivan 
<laughs> I left at, I think it was 5 a.m. I drove out there, threw the thing in my van, got a cup of coffee, and then drove back that same day. <laughs> <laughs> so is it is it down to the wire? Do you guys have things pretty pretty set up before you start filming? Uh, it was, I think we had like a week before mm-hmm. where we kind of went through, withdrew the DP, and we took any notes at stuff. Before before uh, we actually started filming, we had a, a soda machine set up with all the tubes and yeah. the, all the boxes, mm. which is just like a pain. Yeah, but sure is. It, it sucks. It's, it's messy. <laughs> yeah. at set dressers and special effects people. It was like, took them a week to put that thing together. Well, yeah, you c- yeah. Was there any thought of like calling Swan L or like a soda company? That's who just... we got it from. Okay, yeah. Or it, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, it's always tricky with having an outside company come in and set up on uh, a stage with COVID mm. and union restrictions. So you guys had to learn how to put that together yourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I had dressers <laughs> covered in syrup. Yeah, at one time we we bought a business and it had like all the soda guns set up and the boxes and instead of just calling Swan L, which we should have done, right. but we hadn't, we weren't open yet. Uh, I was just like, I'll just cut these lines. And it was just like a, a syrup flood for oh, hours <laughs> behind the bar. It we, was insane. We also don't have it's So it's a built set. So there isn't real running water to it. Gotcha. So there is no actual plumbing. It's all, but hoses. there's gas. No. But, like, how did you make it seem like the uh, range or the stove? So wrong? everything did work. It was a fully functioning kitchen in every aspect, except that we have a special effects department. Hmm. And they run gas lines, but it's all off tanks. Got it. So there's yeah. just a tank and a tube. Got it. Tank and a tube. And they turn on whatever wow. piece of equipment we need to use that. That's pretty cool. Joiner's podcast is brought to you by Party Can. Party Can is a premium batched, large format, full flavored cocktail that uses high end liquor, real juice, real ingredients. It's all natural, gluten free. It's 12 drinks in a single can. And guess what? That can actually floats. You can take it to the beach, the pool, on the boat, camping, hiking, to the game, everywhere you go. It is recyclable and reusable. It's a party in a can and everyone's invited. Party Can is available at multiple retailers around Chicago, around the country, and you can always go to drinkpartycan.com to find a local store or have one shipped to you or a friend. And now, back to our interview. The grease fire is CGI, right? It it wasn't. Oh, really? Yeah, they actually did it and added flames, I think, to make it bigger. Uh, but we actually did it on... Oh, my gosh. Uh, all the fire is real. Oh, wow. So they just added CGI to make it bigger. Did the insurance company love that? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, anytime we do fire, there's a firefighters on the set. Hmm. Like one, he's a fire safety officer. So oh, that's cool. Pretty much every day. Yeah. There it seems like a lot of the bases are covered. Like there was... I know during code, especially like the testing was crazy protocol there like you had to get tested like twice a week i was getting three times a week Mm. on the bear it's starting to slow down a little people Mm -hmm. i think are really sick of it uh but also there's less 
people are getting it less. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely seemingly treated like less severe. Yeah, I got it. I got, I think, that first strain, that OG COVID, <laughs> back on uh, when I was working on Night Sky. Because I was, they want us to be safe, but still, I have to go out shopping. I have to yeah. go to stores. I have to interact with vendors. So I was at antique malls in Rockford and stuff. Just and, masked up. Yeah. And out in the suburbs, some places, they don't care and they don't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they don't even pay attention COVID to not it. real, so uh, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I'm living proof. I'm yeah. living proof. Got yeah. it. How so, bad was your COVID experience? I got it the day. I tested positive the day after I got my second vaccine shot. Yeah. So oh, <laughs> I had a sore throat for two days Yeah. and then just watched Stargate for like eight days, <laughs> just like hanging out at home like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a best case scenario. Yeah. Um, so have you have you ever worked in the hospitality industry, like in a restaurant or a bar? I have not. Uh, I my my dad did. I kind of grew up with him being in it. Uh, he was uh, when when I was a kid. He like toddler. He owned a pizza place in uh, New York City, oh, cool. Oh, cool. like a kosher pizza place. Wow. So. I hung out there a little when I was a kid, and then when we moved to Jersey, he was uh, a the like the director of there's this grocery store there called Shoprite, mm-hmm. and he did all their baked goods, like all the recipes for oh, that's cool. a few stores. How did he know all? How did he know all that stuff? He went to hospitality, and uh, he was a a pastry chef. Okay, when he was younger. Hmm. So, he he just yeah, it's pretty legit. Yeah, yeah, pretty legit. So you grew up around it. Did you have to do like what kind of research did you? I was reading an article on like the books, the cookbooks oh, yeah. that are featured. Like, as yeah. Eater San Francisco posted that. Oh uh, yeah, I talked to her a little uh, after she published the article, but uh, I just went on to like I went into forums yeah. and I was at seeing people that were starting to become chefs. What the best books for them were there's some rare booksellers I contacted to see what they had. Mm-hmm. There was a guy who actually, he used to have a spot over at, was it the Kimball art center? Yeah. His name's Keith. He had, oh, yeah. have you ever been to him? I, I know of this. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be upstairs. He got kind of phased out of yeah, that from building. Orkanoi, yeah. From, but well, all uh, the stuff going in there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So his rent tripled. So he had to yeah. find something else, but he had been there for a long time. But you would go up these stairs into this room, and it was just rare books, like a library. Cool. So yeah. Now it's a dog food store. Probably. <laughs> no, that place has been there forever. Yeah, I go for to dog her. sake. Yeah. Yeah. Marcia. 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 Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. Uh, she knows her <laughs> stuff. Oh, she's, she's extremely great. opinionated about what you put in your dog's body. Is that, what you, is that where you both get your yeah. dog's <laughs> Yes. Yeah. We got the dogs on Abity. Oh, know. me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she really sells it. She really does. <laughs> she sells it. And, and it's like the most esoteric dog food. They have like one tiny production center. It's impossible to get. She's like I'm running assuming it's very out. affordable. Oh, yeah. It's cheaper than the prescription shit we had our dogs on. Mm. I, I, try, I once went in and tried to get two bags. I did that last week. She's like, no. Yeah. So one is one bag. And I'm like, I'll be back in a week and a half. Can I just yeah. love this? Same. Well, I'm glad we're both being rationed. And every time I go in there, <laughs> this is so she, funny. she goes, oh, at the end of the year, I'm not going to own this store. I'm oh, moving yeah. to a foreign country. 
every yeah. time I'm in there. Brazil. Yeah, Brazil right. or something. She's planning on leaving. Yeah, it's weird. She's uh, every she's other like time. She's a real cult following of pet owners. Yeah, it yeah. Like. yeah. She's, she's kind of the best of the best. Like, we we contact her, like, before our vet for some things. Wow. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> is she an animal she, whisperer? Kind of. She's yeah. kind of intuitive. She's like a, yeah, hmm. like a dog food savant. Wow. <laughs> Maybe if but a yeah, pet gets sick on the bear, there could be a whole storyline going to visit also her. She bakes all the, there's baked goods. She makes it all. The home, like cupcakes and cakes for dogs. Yeah. Hmm. What's but the I, difference between a cupcake for a dog and a cupcake for a human? We'll do a blind taste yeah. test and you'll find out. <laughs> yeah. I'll eat it. I don't know. <laughs> My mouth knows no shame. <laughs> but it's like every other time you go in there, she's on the verge of an existential crisis. Yeah. She's like, oh, I hate this store. And the next time she's in, like, I can't hey, how hire are you? anyone good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, kind of, we're kind of her customers and her therapist. Yeah. Oh my god! Moving on. I would yeah. love it if you were the only two customers that she had, and you just happen to be united. We're just in this fighting room. for all the Abity inventory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trading it to each other. Uh, anyway, so yeah, back to back to the bear. Uh, yes. So the um, the restaurants that are mentioned, like, and there's that one episode where you see um, the resume, and it's uh, I think it's Alinea, Smoke, and. Mm-hmm. A vac. Oh, so like, for, yeah. Who's who's picking those locations? Is that the writers? Yeah. So that would be Chris. I think that was. So Laura Roper is the prop master, and that's something she would have created. But that's something she would go to the Chris, the producers, and go, "What what do you want me to put on this? You say resume. I don't know. What yeah, goes on this resume. I need it to yeah. look legit. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It is a funny arc, though. Alinea to smoke. To, uh, you're just hitting that. all your bases, man. Yeah, you're trying to learn the, the whole industry. Yeah. Well, learn. I think also, like, the, I mean, like, David Posey Actually, and Matt sorry, Danko sorry. consulted and stuff, so maybe that, that was some stuff that they would have said. I guess it went Avec, oh, what Smoke, yeah. Alinea, whatever and, it is. Yeah. And I'm Chris and Coco, his sister, who was one of the culinary producers, yeah. they, they, they're from here. Yeah. So they have a really good grasp on Chicago, mm-hmm. on where to go eat. Yeah, there's that one opener. I think it's episode seven where it's uh, you got Lynn Bramer. Mm-hmm. Did he record that for you guys, or is that a clip? I think he. I was surprised when I heard that, but I'm guessing they got him to record That's, it. Yeah, it kind of sounded like it, but it's cool. Like Lynn Bramer, that I mean, that just takes me back to my childhood listening to XRT and a Sufjan Stevens song, and then you mm-hmm. got clips of like Superdog, Gene and Jude's, Pequods. It's like. That that kind of the greatest. Yeah, hits. yeah. Shannon, when we were watching that, Shannon's like, "I've got goosebumps right now." Like, felt it feels very authentic. And then that episode, that's like the single take episode. Yeah. So I did want to ask about that. It's a shorter episode. It's like twenty minutes. Right. But how do you pull something like that off? So, whenever I tell people about how they did it and what we did, it blows their mind because it was one take. We did it. We shot it five times, and we were done before lunch. Wow. which is crazy it's only like a six hour day hmm. uh which wow. usually will do 10 to 12 hour days yeah so what does rehearsal look like there for that so it's all improvised yeah all improvised <laughs> uh no the week before we kind of did a walkthrough of the kitchen because uh we had been doing some sh- shorter days and so we walked through with chris the camera guys the dp and there was a few construction changes they needed to make mm-hmm. because yeah, I guess that's the first time you see like the full kitchen in the continuity. full kitchen but we had to widen a few walls because you know that deli cooler right under the neon in the front mm-hmm. that was something that i have there's a position position called the on-set dresser 
and it's a guy that's there to represent my department and you know if the camera guys need something moved we have someone there to do it or you know dress things in the frame to make it look good so that cooler pit moves in that shot to make it oh, okay so we had to make it so that thing came in easily yeah uh, tables and stuff were moving on wheels so you've but, just got crew members like just staying out of the way of the camera how many cameras just one they did camera two cameras okay. on that show uh, for that shot it was only the one mm-hmm. but so we came in on a monday and they did a cast rehearsal uh tuesday the full thing full run through tuesday was the tech rehearsal got it so they ran through it a few times with the camera guy this guy gary uh is the camera operator and you know he runs through the whole thing following all the actors everything and then the day three shot it five times and we're done before lunch wow did you use the fifth take uh yes and (laughs) the only reason they did the fifth take was because the cast approached chris because I was there on set that day, and they're like, we just want to do it one more time. And he's like, are you sure? You know, all these other takes were great. And they're like, we think we can do something really good and really special. So, And that was the wow. fifth take. Wow. Who do you think the ringleader is in the cast that approaches Chris? Uh, it was pretty much all of them. They're all... Like, really, all simultaneously come They surround Chris. him and just <laughs> yeah, start... Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like a throng. One of us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was there that day. I was just... That receipt printer, I was just in the back of the set just typing in all the food oh my god so it was just like printing and printing <laughs> yeah and yeah because i can i mean we couldn't figure out a way to just have it constantly printing yeah is that yeah. Uh, is that an authentic thing could you forget to turn off your uh pre-orders and just get slammed with stuff you could that happened it was based it was based on something yeah. that happened to coco yeah oh, okay. at one of the restaurants she worked at wow which there, place oh i don't know she yeah. didn't tell me no it's all good but yeah she that was something that happened to them, and I think she posted a picture on social media of her with the receipts. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a great, obviously, button for that episode. Yeah, and my girlfriend was watching, and she she was so stressed out. Yeah, well, it's yeah. very high anxiety. Well, she was like, why don't you just cancel them all? That's what I'm doing. Like, I don't think you could just do that. I don't know. I don't... Yeah, you. I mean, sure, I, the point... I mean, but we all watch it. shows. Yeah. It's like you don't want to just like poke holes in logistics. Right. You got to believe in the moment that they had to fulfill those orders and the pressure was on, right. or else like you you don't believe the conceit. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that couldn't finish that episode because yeah, it was yeah. too much for them. I know a lot of people who couldn't start the series. Like yeah. I, I, Danny initially, I'm like, I'm like, you watched the bear yet? This is probably in the summer when it first came out, and uh, Danny's like, ah, I, mean, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a little close to home. <laughs> yeah, and my brother still yeah hasn't watched it for that reason. Um, he's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, but he worked at like Momofuku, and oh, that's oh, why he's in that. the Milk Bar Cookbook, as I literally just told you moments before we started. I thought he was their lawyer. <laughs> no, no, no. He worked in hospitality. He worked for Solomonov. He was mm-hmm. the GM of Zahav. He opened in CMA. He was the manager of Momofuku Sambar when they got their world's rating. Uh, wow. And then he left all that. Uh, Do we need to get him on the pod? Yeah, we could. Uh, <laughs> then he left all that to become a, a lawyer. Huh. But yeah, he was uh, deep in the industry for a long time. Wow. Yep. So you got that brother thing going on just like uh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like in the show. Yeah. Your brother Mikey. It would be really fun to run a place with my brother. I don't know how that would work uh, in this day and age. Yeah. But huh. Yeah. It's uh yeah. So for many people, yeah, it's the stress yeah. of it. It's I, like a kind of deterrent. Triggering. Yeah. I went to that place, uh, Duck Inn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a couple of people there, we were talking and. I'm not even going to watch it. I, I work at a restaurant all day. I don't want to go home and watch 
yeah. show about restaurants. Yeah. I, I found, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think once you get past that, uh, yeah, maybe that fear of having your anxiety stoked and mm-hmm. you just like, you know, fall into the show. Yeah. And it hits on a bunch of themes. It, it's like, it, it hits on like gentrification mm-hmm. and the neighborhood changing. It touches on, um, running a small business and the anxieties of having to yeah. like get scrappy. Like there's that episode where he trades his, uh, his, his jeans, uh, his denim. Yeah. yeah his ple- <laughs> is it a pleated <laughs> yeah. jacket or is it, it's a Levi's, I thought it was a type three jacket or something like that, but he trades yeah, it for like, like for beef. Cause they get under delivered. Like that's all like kind of yeah. nightmares that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you had any yeah. mishaps? Trade I've denim. traded my denim yeah, multiple times. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think what's incredible, and I listened to Chris's interview with uh, Brian Koppelman on the moment or whatever, just the, yeah, the personal background and how it ties into it and the tone of it. It's just really impressive. It's really tight show. The acting obviously is incredible. I mean, just that little anecdote you told for the whole crew, the whole crew, the whole cast to come and want to do another take uh, just seemingly demonstrates the commitment and it just felt very real yeah it was very special and you could tell they were all so invested in it Mm -hmm. they wanted it to be the best it could be yeah um jeremy allen white's monologue at the beginning of episode eight i watched that last night and i was like kind of in awe is that how many takes do you do on something like that and is that is he sticking to the script word for word because it's a long monologue yeah i think i think there's a little bit of give and take you know he talks to chris and they refine it if he needs it but uh Chris and Joanna know what they want. They don't do a lot of takes. They usually get in two or three takes, and they're happy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know the performance they want. So it that's why they were doing such short days, because they come in prepared knowing what they're going to do that day yeah. and have it dialed in. And Drew and his crew have it really dialed in as far as lighting and camera work. Yeah, so I guess let's talk a little bit about kind of the hierarchy and... You know, it, I think creating a show is similar to running a restaurant in that yeah. you have this customer-facing thing. You have this, people are going to see this on a streaming device or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's the same as a restaurant where you go in and you see it's very polished. You've got, you're really only seeing your server. You're not peeking behind the curtain. But like the first time I delivered uniforms to Alinea and I went in kind of the bowels of that building, I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, this is, a, this is I mean, there's order here, but it's a frenzy but then you go upstairs and it's like very serene so there mm-hmm. is like i think people sometimes think that um tv shows or movies is a very glamorous setting but right. really there's a lot of hard work going in and people are scrambling behind the scenes oh yeah so what like there's a lot of people involved in that so what's kind of the hierarchy i guess from from writing to execution so i mean it's massive it's you know you got your writers your producers uh and then we, it's kind of like the holy trinity is the director, the production designer, and the cinematographer DP. He, like those are, that's the holy trinity of pretty much the project. And under, I work under the production designer and she controls the art department, which is, you know, your, your, your construction department, paint, graphic design, uh, set decoration, so I answer to her. She answers the producer's director kind of thing. Uh, there's the prop master who, depending on the show, is its own department. But 
also works within the art department, but also answers to the director. Yeah. Because it's so specific, the things they have. Mm -hmm. So it needs to look good, answer the production designer. It has to be what the director, producer wants. Or the actors. The actors sometimes choose a lot of their own props. You know, what what feels right for their character. Mm. So, and then under set decoration, there's me. I have a buyer, uh, a coordinator, and then my set dressing crew. And the way that I work with my crew is it's more of a collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like my buyer, you know, she brings me things she thinks looks cool. I ask her her opinion. I have set dressers, a lead man, Jeff, and his guys. And sometimes they all have a cool idea and they want to put something on the set. Yeah, when you get hired on to something, do you take your crew with you? Yeah, most of the time it's, it's yeah, my it's body. a lot of relationships. Yeah, we, we're kind of tight-knit group. Nice. Uh, a lot of the same people work together over and over again because, you know, I've been working in Chicago a long time, and then you meet these people that you really collaborate well with. Like Kathy, my buyer, we've been doing, we've been working together for almost two years now, and we just anticipate each other. Same with Jeff. Klein, my lead man, he he knows what I like. I know what he likes. We know how to work together. Have there been, like, were there any crises, let's say, in your department during the filming of The Bear uh, or in pre-production, I guess? I don't think there really was. It was, we were always ready. Uh, there was, no, the biggest thing was for the birthday party scene. Mm. Oh, yeah. we had, Getting we, all those drugs to be authentic, to knock yeah, out all Yeah, we had kids. to try them out, the ecto cooler, <laughs> uh, all those balloons. We, you know, it was yeah. cold out. We had to come in it twice a day to refill all the balloons. That was oh, like really? the craziest thing. Yeah, that's annoying. Or uh, we filmed on location for Carmi and, uh, and uh, Sydney's apartment. Yeah. And I mean, location shoots are always kind of, they can be crazy because people actually lived in those apartments. Mm-hmm. So my guys had to rip everything out of those apartments, you know, all the mm-hmm. homeowners person and then things. put it all back and exactly. put it all back. Yeah. And it all happens within a, like imagine moving, yeah, moving your whole house in two days. Yeah. We I had done an, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had an ad shot in my room when I was a kid and, uh, I had a bunch of flyers from like the Edinburgh Fringe Festival all mm-hmm. alongside one of the walls of my bedroom, which is like from many shows. And they're all just right. like taped there by me, not professionally done in any sort of way. And they had to like change all the colors of the room. And then they had to put it back every single like postcard size flyer in the exact oh, yeah. order that it was. And you could tell it was just like very annoying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't choose they're to like, shoot this kid's there. got OCD. It's got to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. I would have been fine if they're just like, here's your box of postcards. But they were, I mean, they were very faithful. We shot at a place where uh, my set dressers had to move a homeowner's sex toy left out it's not like we just call them and be like hey can you can you come back and grab your sex toy they had to you know they put it on a plastic club (laughs) put it in a box and then it goes back exactly where it came from when we come back (laughs) oh too good that is really good i I was amazed for the shy when they shot there um they didn't move your sex toys but no they left all your uh, wasn't there like salad tongs i think we accidentally took and 
I think you guys had a dinner, and Shannon was like, Zach, where am I? I need these for dinner. I, I'm down to, like, <laughs> no silverware. I, yeah. I mean, we do a lot of photo shoots at our place, but, yeah, oh, our, okay. our dishware is what gets affected most. But, like, for that, for the shy, they shot, to give you an idea of, like, the timeline, I think they shot three consecutive days in our unit, and they put us up, so we're in the West Loop, they put us up at the Ace Hotel, which is the Emily now. Mm-hmm. So we were, like, in the neighborhood, and I was driving to work, and I'm like, I'll drive by the apartment and see what's going on. And they had, like, they had like a lift in front oh, shooting yeah. daylight into our unit. Our, mm-hmm. our wow. the owner of the building was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He's like, "What's going on?" Calls Shannon. He's like, "He's like, I want your lease on my desk." He's like, "You guys are out of the building." He lost his shit. Oh my god! And, How did you? Uh, I had no idea it was such a them. major production. Oh, and yeah. they like, yeah, they basically had to shut down the whole building. You know, there are other tenants in there, and they were pissed. Oh, and, yeah. oh um, my gosh! I so after that, we had to be like way more selective about the project. How we did do you smooth things over with your landlord? Wine, you know, some nice wine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's fine. And, and uh, we we had to like set some boundaries after that. Mm-hmm. But then wow. we watched the episode of The Shy, and I think our units in it for like maybe nine seconds. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> nine yeah. seconds. It's crazy. Oh, God. Oh man, yeah. yeah, it's crazy sometimes, and you know, I'll I'll dress a room sometimes three sixty, like every every corner is dressed, and you'll see from nipples to top of head, and that's all you see in, mm. in yeah. the shot, and you're like, it's yeah. all just you set a whole room for a close up shot. Yeah, close yeah. up shot, just yeah. wow. This podcast is brought to you by Geneva. Danny, what is Geneva? Well, Tim, I'm glad you asked. Geneva is a European spirit with a wide range of flavors and lots of personality. It always uses malt spirit and juniper and other botanicals, so some would place it somewhere between gin and whiskey. It can be floral and bright like gin or round and malty like whiskey. Whatever your preference, there's a Geneva out there for you. Even me? Even you, Tim. This campaign is financed with aid from the European Union. Were there any scenes that were that didn't make it into the show that you guys shot? Anything that stands out? Uh, nothing. When I saw it, there wasn't anything. I mean, there was a lot of rooms that we dressed that you didn't see 360 mm-hmm. that we did. Like that birthday party, we did the whole room was yeah. covered in balloons. It was kind of wild. <laughs> Everyone walked in. They were like, this is crazy. You didn't see it all, but it looked great. What they did shoot or... We dressed all of Carmi's apartment. I mean, you don't see most of it, but yeah. it looks good. Yeah. Everything looks great. Yeah, it looks oh. great. Um, for the next season, which you just signed on for yeah. today, um, have do you already know like assignments, like how many new sets you have to build? Yeah, do you, have, sort of do you stuff? have a script yet? I haven't gotten the script. You know, I got inklings of like what What's we're going to be doing, but mm-hmm. I don't know exactly yet. Uh, I mean, it's it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. It, we're doing two more episodes than the first season what oh. yeah so it's gonna be does anyone know that yet? i think so <laughs> <laughs> i love it i mean it's just 10 episodes so yeah, yeah. i don't know exactly what's gonna happen but wow so two to finish the first season and then the new season will start uh oh no it's just the extending the season so season two will be 10 instead of eight 
Oh, oh, season. Oh, oh I okay. thought you said. Oh, oh I thought no. you meant like no. continuing season one somehow with two episodes. No. Okay, got no. it. So yeah. All right. You're, so that season okay, two so will just be reviewed with ten. Episodes. Yeah, 10 no, that's episodes. cool. So. Oh, great. Yeah. I don't think I'm violating. No, no, yeah. that's that's not as I mean crazy as if you were somehow like buttoning up season one. I was already somehow. starting to put the plot together. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it ends pretty perfectly. It's a really good yeah. finale. And you which know, it's a really hard thing to It's a really pull messy off. finale. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it, it ties together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had, yeah. there's a lot of tomato sauce that needed to be cleaned. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole time I was like, thank God that didn't get tossed by any character. Oh, yeah. In one of the other episodes. You Did know. you have any issues? Like, what, uh, did you shoot in any restaurants? Uh, we just shot in, we shot at Grace. Right. Other which is that, something else now. Yeah. Um, no, I, I found it. Oh. It's like Akaida, right? Or yeah, something like that? Yeah, something like that. I closed the tab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Akaida. It's like a Pan-American yeah. concept. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And I... Icona. Icona. Yep. Yeah. We shot there. Uh, and so that was Grace and then also Richie's date. Yep. Uh, and I don't think we really shot in any other restaurant. When everyone was kind of in and around Chicago, did you have certain dinners set up like throughout the city to kind of team bonding? Yeah. I'm hoping, I think we'll do that this season, but yeah. with the COVID restrictions, mm. I'm pretty sure Chris wasn't even allowed to leave his apartment unless ba- because of insurance stuff. Just they didn't want him to get sick. Yeah, if he gets yeah, sick, I mean, everything shuts down. Well, yeah, that, yeah. I would so that's like a clause from the insurance company. Yeah. So, but I mean, they they brought in food quite yeah. a bit. Sometimes they'd bring breakfast sandwiches from Kasama. Oh, which so was good. Pretty, yeah, that's uh, pretty yeah. sweet. I would be like hoarding them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Loaf Lounge is giving it a run for its money. Oh, really? I've. I'm th- that I agree with that so... sentiment. Yeah. yeah. The egg, I mean, Kasama is very yeah. distinct. Very distinct, but. Which is delicious. I know. I'm trying to Loaf Lounge is great. Um, and oh, I like spending yeah. Jay a lot for my breakfast sandwiches. Oh. I was. When I first had Kasama, I was like, this is like cellar door provisions quiche on a sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. CDP is so good, too. They don't, they don't do breakfast anymore, right? No. Oh, I, I don't know. think so. I know that things like changed a lot over yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, so many yeah, restaurants changed, closed. Absolutely. I mean, I used to love to go to Cafe Marie. What is it, Jean? Or yeah, I, I never Cafe got around. Yeah, Jean. Jean. I lived yeah, down the street from it, and I used to walk there three times a day, no, or not a day, but a week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm actually going there tonight. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. They do not do any sort of brunch anymore. <sighs> that quiche was sinful. It was. Yeah. So Tony you, and Ethan did a good job. You said during filming you knew like this would be a special show. You could kind of predict the success, but now like Jeremy Allen White's on the cover of GQ. Yeah, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know it's too early to be considered for awards, but like it, it's, the show, it's a success. Yeah. So how does that affect season two? Is that a bigger budget? Um, uh, I don't know if it's a bigger budget, uh, but I think maybe... They gave us two more episodes, so I think to do that, they know that people want more of it. Um, Yeah. uh, But does that challenge Chris? Because perhaps he had like an eight-episode arc, and now it's got to be ten. I don't know. I I mean, I'll probably see him next week, but uh, he's pretty calm. Like, he's a calm, cool dude. Yeah. Uh, I never really saw him stress out or... 
which is he's kind not of, like Carmi. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but no, he kind of goes with it. It seems like, and we were all so. I think from the beginning he was like, no one's gonna like this show. Who's gonna like this this mm-hmm. fucking show? Everyone's yelling <laughs> at each other. It's you know people are just yelling at each other for a half hour. Who's gonna like this? Why was he wrong? Yeah, yeah. People love it. When you yeah. want Chicagoans to listen, talk about food. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but it it was cool. I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say more that it, everyone just you know we started reading the scripts and that's once we saw the actors doing everything and interacting with the space we all knew that it was going to be something special yeah i mean not to hammer you too hard here uh other shows that you've worked on that in theory were not as special of a of a feeling throughout what was like like what's missing yeah like what could you well i've worked on all those chicago shows yeah uh, they seem to like run the Chicago film. Year, yeah, right? like, I mean, it's like Fire PD and yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. if it wasn't for those Dick Wolf shows, Chicago would probably be dead. You know, <laughs> it really. Yeah, it, Chicago is really slow. We talk about it all the time in our sometimes at our union meetings. But if it wasn't for those shows, Chicago's film would be nothing. Yeah, hmm. they so keep the lights on. They keep the lights on. They keep people working. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it gives. And those shows are run, they're like well-oiled machines. I worked on Chicago Fire for a few years, and you're working with guys, I, I learned a lot, because you're working with people that have just been doing it for years, and they know what they're doing, you know? Same it's, show, right? Same show. It, it, it works almost like a nine-to-five, but it's longer. And, you know, people clock in, they do everything, they, they know how to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there's a... I mean, I was working with people who have been doing it since Blues Brothers. Yeah. You know, so you weren't learn a lot. Yeah. And that's like, that's a double-edged sword because I mm-hmm. guess, you know, there's job security there. Because right. when you're in the union, you know, you never know when your next gig is going to come up. Mm-hmm. So, like, Shannon, for example, like, she'll, she, summer was really slow for her, but she'd, like, every couple of weeks she'd get, like, a commercial or something like that. Yeah. But she didn't know. Coming off of 61st Street, which they shot two seasons back-to-back, that was, like, a steady paycheck. And then when that's over, it's just kind of like... She wants to take a couple weeks off to kind of catch her breath. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I got to figure out my next project. Yeah, I've been lucky enough where I've been working straight since 2020. And right now I'm not working. And this is the first time I haven't been working in since then. Are you happy to have this time or nervous? I don't know. I'm kind of... <laughs> yeah, might... but you at least know like the bear season two is going Right. Yeah. Like I just worked on a pilot called Deli Boys. Yeah, that's um, Abdullah's show. Yeah, Abdullah. Yeah, so, so he's he and Ali... Uh, are good friends of ours. Oh, really? So we were hanging out with them when they were here. We took them to Nine Bar, and you know, we did some stuff. Oh, cool. You yeah. went down, did you go down to Maid? Um, we didn't. What? No. Oh, oh, yeah. The story. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, of course <laughs> you can tell that story. I mean, uh, it, I mean, Maid is just a, it's a bong shop, a smoke yeah. shop, but it's a private. He used to he used to have a shop, but it kept getting broken into. He told mm-hmm. me, but it's where you go for high-end pieces of glass yeah uh but yeah that show had sorry i thought the story you were going to tell oh, is about how the the pivot happened on deli boys where you were supposed to shoot that one day and then oh i could i don't know if i i don't know if i'm allowed to talk <laughs> no about all right that, yeah but... then let's not talk about it but we'll tell it to <laughs> but, him later but there was but yeah abdullah is great yeah. and i'm very excited i hope that show goes um 
Yeah. I met him and immediately him and I were like yeah. on the same page. He was super cool. We have a mutual friend in common from back in the day when he worked at Vice. I okay. have a friend that used to work at Vice like 15 years ago. Yeah. And he was one of the nicest people I think I've ever met. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Very positive. Yeah. Well, that, if, I mean, that won't, you won't know about that till end of January. Yeah. Right? I don't even know if it'll stay in Chicago. And that's, yeah, that's. There's the like there's the like all the tax too. incentives. So it's and... just the pilot. Yeah, just shot. the pilot was shot here, and it got picked up. Well, no, we don't know no, yet. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. not until the end of Jan. I think the it'll be done end of January, and then that's kind of when people find out. Yeah, they'll probably do some little screenings of it with yeah. studio. Well, I don't know how pilots work. I don't so know wild. Do. How long yeah. after the pilot for the bear was shot did it get picked up? Uh, I think it was probably four to six months. I was working on something else at the time. What was I working on? I think I was on Night Sky hmm. when they were filming that pilot. And how long will season two last for you in terms of a gig? So uh, we do half hour episodes. So usually it's about, it's crazy to think it's five days an episode for half an hour to shoot for five days. So 50 mm-hmm. days of work, I guess. Yeah. Uh, seven weeks of prep. Oh, okay. Cool. And then, you know, you have a little time at the end for wrap and... If there's anything else, I need to go back and reshoot. That's cool. So it's a pretty lengthy gig. Yeah, it's nice. It's, you know, and then, but there's always, like you were saying, at the end of a project, or you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. There's always, like, the last month of work, you're like, what do I have next? And yeah. You have to start kind of putting yourself out there, yeah. hoping. Yeah, hopefully it's Deli Boys. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully it's, just, I'm just hoping more stuff comes to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what we really need is just more studios, because... There's no more space. Really. Yeah. So what hmm. uh, what makes a city friendly for filming? What like is it all tax incentives? Or I think it's all else? tax incentive. Yeah. Uh, you know they they get a really good tax incentive to come film here. Uh, and even on Deli Boys, I think it's also the crews. Uh, the producer I saw her talking with someone on that show, and she goes, "You know, you're I've never worked in Chicago, but you guys have, run a really tight ship. Your crews know what they're doing. They're really friendly." That's validating. Not like Hollywood, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason Danny moved here. Yeah, that's right. Well, even in L.A., I was, uh, we, sh- we shot one scene from season one in L.A., the huh. flashback with, uh, with Michael, okay. the brother. We yeah. went to L.A. for a few days to shoot that scene, and uh, I, so I hired some locals to work out there, and I was showing them pictures of our sets, and they were, they were going, this isn't a real restaurant? And I was like, no. They go, your scenic painters are really good. That's cool. Because it, like re- it looks like a lived-in restaurant. Yeah, it's nice validation. Because we had painter after we dressed the set with all of our stuff, then we have painters come in for like two days. And then they had to like look at, make it look aged and yeah. stuff. That is impressive. I have no idea how you would do that. Yeah, the walls, the ceilings, I mean, oh my God. the drip stains, yeah, like the drop stain. ceilings. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Even like the fingerprints inside the um, the cooler. Mm-hmm. Those little details. Yeah, it's very cool. We authentic up. This episode of Joiners is brought to you by Stock Manufacturing, makers of fine hospitality workwear. You obsess over the details in your space, so why stop at your staff's uniforms? 
Woodstock has something for every aesthetic. From fine dining to a corner cafe, they've got you covered. Choose from in-stock ready-to-wear options or design the perfect custom uniform for your team. For more information, visit stockmfgco.com. So what's a gratuity round? Buckle up, Eric. <laughs> oh, no. No, you're just... It's kind of like a lightning round. questions. Yeah. A lightning round that never strikes as fast as lightning. <laughs> That's right. It, it's, it's as long as the interview. It's like a low rumbling thunder round. <laughs> All right. What's your death row meal? Uh, my death row meal? Uh, Sunois. Oh, yeah. You know, All a nice right. Peking duck. I'm trying yeah. to convince the team to do our stock holiday dinner there. I think that'd oh. be fun. We're talking about maybe doing the... Uh, the spoiler alert for the stock team, but I think you might, <laughs> might do the Magic Lounge and uh, Sunwa. Oh, but wait, so is this Magic Lounge one that you need membership or just the Magic Castle in L.A.? Just the Magic Castle in L.A. Oh, I've always wanted to go. The, uh, was it the, the designer for that show, The Shy? Yeah. He's a new guy. He, uh, he did last season, but he's a member, performing magician of the Magic Castle. Oh, oh really? Nice. Mm. Yeah. Maybe Huge could get us in. <laughs> yeah. Is he a member at the castle? Oh yeah, Huge probably has some a magician. Yeah, never underestimate yeah. that guy. Yeah, He'll surprise true. you. <laughs> sure. Will. Have you been to? The, have you guys been to the lounge here in Chicago? I no. have not. It's cool. You like? Seems I, like that's what we're doing. Yeah. It looks right like a right laundromat. Time to hang out. Yeah. We grab lunch there. Yeah. They have a decent food program. Uh, actually, Erling Wu Bauer did the food there. Hmm. Yeah. Wild. Very interesting. Uh, all right. Second question here. What's your favorite hidden gem restaurant? Uh, I have high hopes for your answer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> pressure is on. I do love Las Gamas a lot down the street across from Armitage Produce. Wow. Have I've you been, been there? Been you, there know, no. you haven't been there? I know. It's very lunch. close to us. It's very close. It's that little Mexican place across the street. You yeah. know, and it's just like two old ladies like making tortillas. Whoa. And is it ever, are they open now? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, about it? What's your order there? Uh, I just point at something on the wall. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Love that. Uh, the Sassino's really good there. It's All right, dinner. Cool. Uh, but it's very good. All right. Uh, nice pro tip. Yeah. Yeah, one that hasn't we, come up. That's yeah, rare. We try to go. It's funny. We record a lot of these on Thursdays, and we try to go to Chaparita afterward, but for whatever reason, Chaparita's closed on Thursdays. Oh, yeah. We constantly prank. <laughs> yeah. we, it's the yeah. weekly prank, and we always forget. Because we'll yeah, talk we about do. 20 different restaurants, yeah. and then we're like, let's just do Chaparita. And they're like, fuck, we yeah, forgot. Thursday. Now yeah. we'll go to Las Gamas. Or where else? Like, have you, I love dancing. Yeah, dancing would be epic, but that's like oh. a night, oh. late night. There's so much good food up in that area. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. I have a buddy who lives up there, and anytime I go to hang out with him, he I'm like, take me, take me somewhere. All right, it's cool. All right, what's your favorite fast food? Oh, fast. I mean, Taco Bell. Yeah. I mean, what's the order? Fourth meal. Oh, uh, Crunchwrap Supreme, beans instead of meat, add potato. Wow, feeling add meat. potato. Yeah. Are you, do you not, I mean, obviously you do eat oh, meat. I do eat meat, but whenever I go out for fast food, it's like, I'm like, do fast I really want to eat? different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, different, it's different. Fair enough. But... If I, if I want to get real naughty, real nasty, <laughs> tell them to add nacho cheese to that crunch wrap. Yeah. Oh, love that. That is a that yeah, is good. Pretty now, good. Are you designing that on the app or are you asking? Oh no, I'm asking the person inside is like probably like rubbing their head. Yeah. <laughs> and then we used to do this in high school, because uh, everyone used to go hang out at Taco Bell for some reason. Like that was the yeah. spot in yeah. high school down That's in Florida. Cool uh, you get half Baja Blast, half regular Mountain Dew, hmm. and we called it the Toxic. Wow. It tastes like Jolly Rancher apple, but it's 
It's awful. I don't even know if Baja Blast was around when I was going to Taco Bell as a kid. Oh, it is. It's special. You were getting the cup of water. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We were just doing like (laughs) the suicide every single flavor in the fountain. Yeah, you're a true sociopath. Yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) No artistic integrity. No, no. Or Dr. Pepper. Uh, All right. What's your favorite fast food burger? Oh. There is a right answer, by the way. Oh, my God. There's not a right answer. To Uh, Tim, there is. Oh, this is... I never go out for fast food burgers. Yeah, we uh, can I mean, skip it. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not skipping this. If he doesn't eat it. Just I admit mean, that it's Culver's. <laughs> actually, it is Culver's. Yeah. No. I mean, does... Shake Shack counts. Shake Shack... I'm, have you ever been to a dog in, Dogs and Suds? Of course. No. Does I that haven't. count? Yeah. I would love to That's do like that. where you drive it up and you park and they bring that, it out to you. That right? or Portillo's. Portillo's has pretty good burgers, too. Oh, oh yeah. That fast food? Yeah, They've got for a good, sure. They do have a good burger. I would like to yeah. do a Portillo's burger. I've never done it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You want to do that for lunch? Yeah, I could. Or Moscow. You go downtown or go up to, to Donny Addison? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the one on Addison is probably closest. Yeah. All right, now what's your favorite restaurant burger? Um, <laughs> he's going deep says he doesn't go out for fast food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I have seven more burger questions. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you only have seven. I have ten. <laughs> I, I usually just make my own burgers because I, I never, yeah, I never crave ground beef. I don't know what it is. When you, ma- how often are you it's making true. your own burgers? Uh, like twice a year. And are you smashing like when I bar- those? No, I, I barbecue. Okay. Uh, I got a grill and have friends over. And are you putting anything into that ground oh, meat you, mixture? Yeah. Yeah, what I do, I throw the ground beef into the food processor with a couple eggs, some breadcrumbs, oh, uh, okay. bacon. Wow. And it almost makes like a, it's almost like a pate. Hmm. And I just like. Pate burger. Yeah, it's 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 like this really gross looking texture, but it ends up being really good. Sometimes I'll put hmm. some hot peppers in it. I'm nice. into it. That it looks gnarly, but. Yeah, that's cool. Looks like something my dog just threw up, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes like something that your dog didn't yeah. throw up. So, All right. So if you were a burger, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, Juice Sex used to have yourself. a really good burger, right? Yeah. Oh, they did yeah. the Juicy Lucy yeah. with oh, the melted yeah. cheese in the middle. That's a Minnesota dish. Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah Minnesota. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, exactly. The Juicy Lucy. And that is two patties with the cheese no, melted inside. No, it's one patty, but they get Yeah, the but you in. make it with two patties. You put the cheese in the middle and you pinch it around. Yeah. I think the best burger I had, though, was that spot that... What was it the loyalist? I mean, yeah, that's very solid. That's our that's our basement. Yeah, spot. that was yeah. that place had a great burger. But... Yeah. Now, do you know about the the off? It's on the menu now, but they used to have an off menu smash burger. We've talked about no. it probably ad nauseum at this point <laughs> yeah, on the pod. Have. But yeah, they had the, the original loyalist burger, and then they have a smash burger called the classic burger. Mm-hmm. Both are phenomenal. I prefer the classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good really good. To do. If you have like a couple people with you, you get both and then share them. Mm-hmm. Or you just order both and eat them. Just live Next time you go, yeah. hit me up. We'll come oh, down. Yeah. I've only drink. been once. Uh, Tim will come down. Or my friend Daniela. I don't, do you know her, Daniela Caruso? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. She used to be pretty big in the food scene, but uh, she just moved to LA. But we went, that was the only time I went. But it was great. Yeah, it's yeah. a solid spot. And a good hang. Very cozy winter spot. And then mm-hmm. we went upstairs to Smith. To Smith and hung out because she knew the owner, and we were just like hanging out. And, they had this regular that came in, and I guess he collects champagne. Oh, that sounds like a Smith regular. <laughs> and he had a bottle of champagne. He didn't know what it was because it didn't have a label, but it was from a shipwreck. 
Oh God! That's wow! A, now you're speaking Danny's language. That's wild. Did you drink it? I don't drink, so I just oh. watched everyone drink. But they opened it. And yeah, drank. they opened Did it. They and say they it drank. was delicious. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, interesting." You know, <laughs> have you always not drank? Uh, I got drunk four times in high school, and I was like, "I'm over I'm it. Done. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I get <laughs> it. I respect that." Yeah. All right. So the next question is, what's your favorite spirit? What do you look for? Do you do, do you do NA options? You go for a mocktail? Yeah, I usually do a mocktail. What are your uh, mocktail descriptors it, that you enjoy? Usually anything with ginger beer. I like that. Ooh, cool. Spicy. Nice. Spicy taste. You can work with right. that. Spicy NA. Something bright and refreshing? No, it doesn't have to be. It, okay. Just, I like ginger beer. All right. Yeah, the guy likes Love ginger beer. Yeah, he likes ginger. the ginger beer. All right. Now, what trivia category would you dominate? Uh... Probably like really bad Nickelodeon '90s TV shows. Nice, like all that, or like like Wild and Crazy Kids. Salute your shorts. Yeah. Did you watch like Wild and Crazy Kids or whatever? Wild and Crazy. Yeah. Did you watch Figure It Out? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I got a real world of Alex Mack. Uh, not that. Didn't watch that. I watched Hey Dude. Any Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, Clarissa explains it all. Yep. Love this. Yeah. Danny's a real Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I haven't thought about that guy in got so blasted, long, my yeah. friend. <laughs> I did get blasted. All right. Uh, to what do you attribute your success in your career? Uh, I think it's my attitude, my my demeanor. Uh, you, you know Mac. Yeah. Mac once told me, we were working on that show Utopia, that's where I first met him, and he told me I'm famously inflappable. <laughs> a great uh, quality. I, I don't really get stressed, I don't get mad. Uh, when I was working on that show Night Sky, the decorator, on that one, I was the assistant decorator. If there's something I showed her she didn't like, she'd go, don't take this personally, this is just the way I'm like... I don't, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like if you like something else, it's not. You're not hurting my feelings. Yeah, you're like. like I'm adjust. here to. I'm here to give you the best thing possible. I want you to be happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to take it personally. It's a great yeah. attitude. I, I think the ability to work with others and not take things personally totally because like yeah. there's like so the much opposite of drama time. on a high pressure set that you can't contribute to that. You got to be pr- like. You yeah. got to solve the issue. And when I do get mad, which is very rare. The way I get mad is I go, I'm really mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, my lead man, he knows once he goes, are you, are you mad right now? And I was like, yeah. He goes, is he mad? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't say prove it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't stress out, kind of go with it. I mean, you can, I mean, we're doing. It's that chill Florida background. Yeah. I'm. All my friends, whenever anyone meets my friends from Florida, people I grew up with, they're like, you guys talk exactly the same. <laughs> you all have like slight different like, character differences between you, but you all are just kind of mellow. Yeah. You don't really get mad. You don't stress out. Yeah. You know, know, what is funny though, and it's like most people that we interact with, we're, we're never going to see them truly like at those high peak emotions, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like people say that to me all the time. Like, oh, you seem very chill. I'm like, I'm very not chill. Yeah, yeah. but like, like I'm a, very high strong. In a work setting, it's different. Yeah. It if took you're, me a, yeah. A, when you told me that you're like an anxious guy, I was like, I don't think so, Danny. But like, 
I could see how you could have like anxieties and yeah. stuff. You don't, I don't think you buy into it. I think you're very aware yeah. of, of what's going on in your head. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Yep. Freaking out doesn't, doesn't solve, <laughs> no, doesn't no. solve I mean, the issue. I mean, me. yeah, you have the right approach. That's definitely well, For me, it's just be. like emotions in general. I'm, I guess I'm really bad at. Like yeah, or really, really good, good at, at it. Yeah, maybe you've like, mastered it. Like growing up, my dad used to yell at me because I never got excited about anything, even though I got, you would be excited. I'm but, excited. Yeah, and he goes, "You never get excited about dad, anything." I love the pony. Thank yeah. you. He's like, "We're going to Universal Studios." I was like, "Oh, cool. That'll be a lot of fun." He's like, "You never get excited." <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm excited right now. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? I was just kidding. Oh, yeah. We're not going. Oh, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah. He once tried grounding me. I've never. I was never grounded because I was a pretty good kid. But he yeah. tried grounding me once. I was like, okay. He goes, what are you gonna go do? I'm gonna go in my room and go on the computer or something. No computer. All right. Guess I'll go watch a movie in my room. No movies. All right. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I guess I'll music. Sleep. No music. All right. What are you going to do? I guess I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Dude, that is so good. That is good. Take I all love the that. power out of yeah. it. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> all right, Eric. Last question. Let's do it. What is something that bars or restaurants do that annoys you? Uh, doesn't seat me immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, makes me wait. No. Uh, <laughs> When they're not open on the days I want to go to them. <laughs> yeah, that's how, yeah, how inconvenient. Yeah. I used to yeah. always get pranked by Irasu, too. All, yeah. all, they were like, I think they're closed on Mondays. Yeah. That's like, I always get thrown I used by to that. eat there so much. It's been a long time. I've tried going to that place, Big Kids, yeah. like oh, yeah. three times now. And it's closed every time? Not even that. There was like, I, want, I tried ordering from there once, and I didn't know that they had closed early that day or mm. something. And yeah, then I showed up once to eat there, and, uh, you know, I'm standing in line. I'm, like, really excited. I really want a Philly. Uh, I've been craving, like, a Philly sandwich. Yeah. And uh, they're like, hey, uh, we're only serving drinks right now. Our kitchen's closed for a private event. Ooh. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then the third time, you go. Uh, I, th I think they were just closed. It's just, like, because they're, they're closed. What days are they closed? Yeah, they have. I don't know what they're. I don't know, are. but I've, I've been pranked going to big kids too where yeah. i'm like same thing where i was in line and i think they were like out of what i wanted I was like oh shit i think i tried going to the designer of the bear yeah i tried to meet her for lunch a couple weeks ago we tried to go to lula maybe it was a, a monday tuesday or tuesday it might have been well tuesday. no yeah now they're not open now they're just wednesday to sunday i think yeah so yeah, yeah it was like a monday or tuesday and yeah so try going there where else did we we tried going yeah, we tried going there. It was closed, so we just ended up going to Longman. Yeah, which is, Longman's. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which so is many great. options at yeah. intersection. Yeah. Which also they have a good burger. Yeah, they have yeah. A, I, I prefer that wild boar sloppy Joe. Mm. Oh one yeah, of my favorite famous. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap mm. on Eric Frankel. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, this thanks for being here. Yeah, of course, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And that concludes our conversation with Eric Frankel. Don't forget to check out our Instagram account at JoinersPod. We have throwback photos every Thursday uh, for that week's guest, as well as a special cocktail tailor-made for that specific guest. By Scofflaw Group's very own Danny Shapiro. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and also feel free to reach out to us with any questions people you'd like to see on the podcast. 
And uh, yeah, this episode was produced by Matt Haddock and music by Captain Cuts. We'll check you next week. Thank you.